Eureka by John Thomas, Volume 1, Chapter 1, Section 5, Part 3, Seven Golden Light Stands and Seven Stars. Having turned, says John, I saw seven golden light stands, and in the last verse of the chapter, he records the signification of them as communicated to him by the Spirit, saying, The seven light stands which thou seest are seven ecclesias. When the Hebrew would say that one thing represents, typifies, or symbolizes another thing, it affirms that the one is the other, as that rock was Christ. This bread is my body. The seven lamps are the seven spirits, and the seven light stands are the seven ecclesias. That is, that rock typified Christ. The bread represents my body. The seven light stands symbolize seven ecclesias. The golden light stand as a symbol is taken from the seven-branched golden light stand of the temple. It was peculiar to the holy place, where it stood on the south side opposite to the table of showbread. As there were no windows, the illumination was by the combustion of pure olive oil in its seven lamps. Without this light stand and its burning oil, the holy was a dark place. It was, therefore, a light shining in a dark place, both light stand and light being typical of something else. This mosaic light stand was of one stem, with a lamp on the top, and three branches projecting from each side with their several lamps, making in all seven lamps or burners. Thus the stock, stem, or shaft was in the midst of the seven light stands. Altogether, stem, branches, bowls, knops, and flowers, constituting one illuminator of the holy place. This was part of the parable, which Paul says was made up of the pattern of things in the heavens, in the true holy places. The things that the Holy Spirit signified by the pattern light stand in the pattern holy place are of the Christ. For in speaking of the substance or body of these shadowy things, he says, the body is of the anointed one, and that anointed one John beheld in his first vision. The area of the vision is the state of being between the resurrection and the entire exhaustion of the wrath of deity contained in the seventh vial. For until the wrath of deity is filled up, no man can enter into the most holy place of the apocalyptic temple, which is the millennial aeon. Revelation 15 verses 1 and 8. In this post-resurrectional and pre-millennial holy state of being, the saints of previous generations are gathered together in seven ecclesias, or in complete assembly, as typified by the seven ecclesias 
of the proconsular Asia. These seven Asian ecclesias were very different in gifts, administrations and operations from anything extant, called church in our time. The assemblies of the faithful in Christ were constituted of two classes of saints, the rulers and the ruled. Obey them that have the rule over you, says Paul, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account. Hebrews 13 verse 17. The elders which are among you, says Peter, I exhort, who am also an elder, feed the flock of the deity which is with you, taking the oversight, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, not as domineering over the heritages, but being examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. 1 Peter 5 verse 1 These official brethren, called episcopoi and diaconoi, overseers and assistants, Philippians 1 verse 1, constituted the pneumaticoi, or spirituals, of the congregations, because they were endowed with pneumatica, or spiritual gifts, Galatians 6 verse 1, while the rest of the saints, constituting the ruled, were styled idioti, or privates. To the spirituals were given nine different gifts, called spirits, pneumata, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12, not for their own gratification, but for the common good. These spirits are enumerated as a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, faith to remove mountains, gifts of healing, in working of powers, prophecy, discerning of spirits, kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. All these inworked the one and the same spirit, dividing to each one respectively as he willed. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 1 to 11. Being thus ordered in Corinth and elsewhere, Paul said to them, Ye are Christ's body, and members partitively. They were all of the body, but it was only specially endowed saints who constituted the foot, hand, ear, eye, and so forth of the body. These special ones were members, ek merus, partitively, special parts of the whole. The official saints collectively constituted in each congregation the presbytery or eldership, 1 Timothy 4 verse 14, and that each brother might know his place, they were set in regular order. They were called apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, Ephesians 4 verse 11, and were ranked as first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that powers, 
then gifts of healing. Sixth, helps. Seventh, directors. Eighth, kinds of tongues. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 22. This eldership, thus remarkably endowed, was the light stand of the ecclesia, each member thereof being a bowl or vessel containing the anointing oil or spirit, so that when they exercised their functions in the midst of the saints, they were as trimmed lamps with their lights burning, Matthew 25 verse 4 and Luke 12 verse 35. They shone collectively as a bright star in the midst of the body, and as the spiritual gifts were sent for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building of the body of the anointed. The presbyterial star is styled the angel of the ecclesia, from angelos, one that is sent. Such was the arrangement of things in the seven typical ecclesias of Anatolia. Typical, not of the church in seven periods of its history during the times of the Gentiles, but of the saints in their gathering together unto Jesus anointed after their resurrection, and before they pass from the holy into the most holy of the apocalyptic temple. In the typifying relation of things, themselves typified and typifying, they were in the partitive and not the perfect state. Referring to this, Paul says, We know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when to Leon the perfect thing is come, then that which is ekmerus in part will be done away. This phrase, rendered in the English version in part, is literally from parts. We know from parts, or partitively. That is, the word of knowledge and the gift of prophecy, he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort, were spirits possessed only by certain individuals of an ecclesia, by parts of the body, not by all the brethren so that the knowledge and the prophecy proceeded ek merus from parts, or specially endowed individuals. But when the perfect thing is come, symbolised in John's first vision, then that thing which is from parts, the partitive or partially distributive order of things in the seven Asian ecclesias, will be abolished. This has been abolished, and we may say, before the time, before the arrival of the perfect thing, for this has not yet come, nor will it till after the resurrection. The knowing and prophesying from parts might probably have continued if the mystery of iniquity had not spoiled and desolated everything. But as this prevailed through the working of Satan, the angelic presbyterial stars, or light stands of the ecclesias, shining by the Spirit, were abolished, 
or, in the words of the Spirit, to the Ecclesia in Ephesus, I will come unto thee quickly, and will set the lightstand a-going out of its place, except thou change thy mind. But things got worse instead of better, so that, as a punishment for apostasy, all the lightstands went out for want of the golden oil of the Spirit, and the ecclesias were turned into churches, mere dark places in Satan, as we behold them at this day. But when the perfect thing symbolised to John is come, the saints, as a perfect man, Ephesians 4 verse 13, will be caused to see face to face, and to know as they have been known. Let the reader turn to 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11. There Paul illustrates the relation of the general assembly of the saints to the order of things in his day, and to the order of things after the resurrection, by reference to himself as a child and as a man. In the first century, the body of Christ was in its childhood, and made up of napoi, or babes, liable to be tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Ephesians 4 verse 14. The pneumaticoi, or spirituals, and the idioti, or privates, apart from the gifts, spake as children, thought as children, and reasoned as children, and, by the truth, looked into a mirror at an enigma, di esoptron en enigmati, and multitudes of them were corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. But when the body becomes a man, a perfect man, as represented by the Son of Man in the midst of the seven lightstands, with the seven stars in his right hand, in the post-resurrectional state of holiness, then there are no childish things found with it. Then every saint of the body will be in accord, seeing face to face or eye to eye. Distribution of gifts to individuals only will not recur, and the body will no more be divided into spirituals and privates. Then all will be official and spiritual, and the idioti subject to their jurisdiction will be Israel and the nations. Every individual member of the perfect man will be omniscient and omnipotent, for this man was revealed to John as he who is coming, the Almighty. There will be no knowing ekmerus from parts then, for all the elements of the perfect man will be equally wise and equally knowing. And the enigma, which is now revealed as a word and testimony, called the word of the deity, and the testimony of Jesus anointed, on account of which John was in banishment, 
This enigma, as Paul styles it, will then be practically solved in the eyes of all nations. We have already shown the great and essential difference which exists between church and ecclesia. The former is apocalyptically styled the synagogue of Satan. It is a clerical institution existing for the advantage and behoof of certain theological empirics who incompetently undertake to cure souls for a decent and respectable living in the world. This satanic institution has had its childhood, youth and perfect manhood in Satan and is now tottering upon its staff in the feebleness and idiocy of extreme senility. The reader will please not confound anything we have said about the childhood and perfect manhood of the body of Christ with any ideas he may have about the body of Satan, called church. This church is no illustration in any part of its history of the things spoken by Paul, which we have been considering. Its officials are the spirituals of the wickedness of the darkness, which overspreads the habitable when the light stands were extinguished for the want of oil. The body of Christ still lived, animated by faith, hope and love, which remained after the gifts were removed, but suffering, bleeding and struggling for existence, until Satan's officials prevailed against it and crucified it but were not permitted to bury it. It laid in the death state three days and a half, and when these expired, it rose again, Revelation 11, verses 7 to 12, and lives to die no more, but to bear witness to the truth until the resurrection. But though it exists, it cannot be identified by a clergyman or clergyman's disciples. A man must come to the understanding of the gospel of the kingdom, promised in the prophets, and preached by Jesus and the apostles, before he will have intelligence enough to discern the body of Christ. When he understands that, he will know that the names and denominations of the religious world are a miserably executed counterfeit of the true and current only with such as are indifferent to, or ignorant of, the truth. The mystery, or meaning, then, of the seven lightstands is that they represent the sevenfold ecclesia, and of the seven stars is that they are symbolical of the elderships anointed with the Spirit and shining with the gifts. While an anointed eldership was a light stand to a particular ecclesia. This ecclesia was itself a light stand to the pagan and rabbinical darkness on every side. But in the future state, no such distinction will obtain. For that which is from parts, being non-existent, and every saint shining as the sun, or as the brightness of the firmament, 
and as the stars in the Olam and beyond. Matthew 13 verse 43 and Daniel 12 verse 3. The sevenfold ecclesia, as the perfect man, will be the seven-branched golden lightstand of the earth. How brilliant then will be the illumination of the world. The whole earth will indeed be enlightened by the glory.